0: Switched
1: on Pop.
0: Welcome to Switch Done Pop. I'm songwriter Charlie Harding.
2: And I'm musicologist Nate Sloan. Nate. All right. We're gonna do okay. a little quiz. Yes. I got three songs from the top ten of last year. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna play them for you. You have to tell me what did they share in common? First on the list, mm-hmm. Khalid's Love Lies. Here's Juice World's Lucid Dreams. Rest in Power. Finally, Halsey's Without Me.
2: Okay, Professor Sloan. Yeah, I'm gonna say that what these three tracks share in common is melancholy guitar-based introductions. That's exactly
0: correct. Yes. You get an
2: A-plus on the quiz. Very validating. It was just a
0: quiz. The real test is yet to come. <laughs> Plot thickens. So I was hearing these songs a lot last year. Yeah. And as a guitarist, I was noting, this is interesting. This mm-hmm. is a unique way of bringing the guitar into primarily synth-based pop production. Right. So I was reading this report just the other day called Hit Songs Deconstructed. Each year, they put out this annual report that analyzes the top 100 in excruciating detail. Like all the way down to what instruments are used in every song. Cool. And one of the things they reported was that the guitar made almost a 10-point jump in the top 10, which I thought, huh, curious. That's interesting. Yeah. And you might think, well, maybe it was country music. Like, well, country music features a lot ah, of guitar, so maybe right, right. there's been more country in the top 10. Old Town Road aside, uh, there, there wasn't that much country music that broke into the top 10, not any more than any in years past. So... It suggests that pop and hip-hop producers and other folks are bringing more guitar into their music. And this trend seems to be continuing. As I was listening to Friday releases from last week, there were three songs that really caught my ear. And so I want to figure out with you today, why the heck is the guitar back? And we're going to do it through some really fun songs by Joji. Five Seconds of Summer. Palsy.
2: Six-String Revenge. We're going to kick
0: it off with an artist named George Kusanaki Miller, known as Joji. He's a Japanese artist from Osaka. He started as a YouTuber and a comedian before moving into a music career. I'm already fascinated. His biggest song you might have heard was Slow Dancing in the Dark. It went to number 69 on the charts.
1: Dancing in the dark, don't follow me you'll end up in my
0: arms. He has a new song called Run. Let's take a listen. Great.
1: I felt for your magic. I tasted your skin and though this is tragic fell stuff on the end
0: so this is a sad song this is mm. about the end of a relationship this guy using the metaphor of running around the world chasing trying to find this person who has mm. left him and it i think takes that sort of same guitar melancholy that arpeggiated intro right you know playing each note at a time that we heard in those other songs, but then extends it throughout the entire song. Yeah. And I like what he's doing here. There was a, a couple of musical things that really stood out. Did you notice what meter we're, we're in? Right, we're now? in six eight. Yeah, so this oh, is like I definitely the, the, clocked that. The waltzing yeah, d- kind of very d- d-
2: cyclical d- and
0: feels appropriate to the to the lyric.
1: I for your magic.
0: He upsets this. feel by adding this syncopated rhythm every couple of phrases. And it is kind of pleasurable. Check this out. All right. Impromptu guitar.
2: Yeah. Impromptu guitar lesson from Chuck.
0: (laughs) So he's doing this thing that's like...
2: I dig it. Wait, don't put that guitar down <laughs> okay, yet. Okay, I'll keep... Hold on. <laughs> show us what an arpeggio is. Oh. the arpeggio is exactly what he's
0: doing. So let's start with a chord. Okay. Right? Like a chord yeah. is like...
2: Right. But all the notes you, being strummed simultaneously. Yeah,
0: yeah. An arpeggio would be if you played them separately, like
2: he's doing. Yeah. Hmm. I dig it. Kind of House of the Rising Sun vibes or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: exactly. The arpeggio gives it sort of a a narrative feel, I guess. Like we're gonna, we're moving
2: somewhere. Yeah, totally. I'm buying. All right. Okay. All right. So he's
0: got this neat little rhythm that interrupts that core arpeggio, and it actually becomes like a motif within the song. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the drums.
2: Drums and the voice, da 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 da. Very good, very good. You know
0: this this sort of epic swelling quality made me feel like it's um, r- referencing something from the past, and uh-huh. so I dug through the earliest moments of my learning guitar, <laughs> yeah. long ago, and well, this track came up. You know this one? This is uh Metallica Enter Sandman. Of course. Yeah. And if you just listen back to the Joji, the guitar is really quite similar.
2: You speak the truth.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's in the same key, it has the same sort of arpeggiated quality. Even the the timbre of the guitar yeah. is quite similar they're sort of
2: echoey yeah it's using a
0: chorus effect Mm. and the feeling of that i mean it has that elevated and airy and sort of legendary kind of feel that so many metallica songs bring and metallica also being very rhythmically interesting it feels like there's some of that happening in the joji song and it just got me thinking well why like Mm. this is strange and it's kind of bizarre that we would be referencing I don't know, like, epic rock-based music. In in fact, this is not the only reference. It gets even more on the nose. Check out what happens after the second chorus. Man, if only people could see the face that you're making right now. What what face is that? I think the only way to describe it is stank face. Yeah. With like a heavy nod that's going on. Yeah, downturned lips, nose askew. You gotta <laughs>
2: act a little disgusted when you, you're shredding that, <laughs> that filthy. Yeah, this feels like a throwback to an era of soaring epic guitar solos. They're not doing it lightly either. This is a minute-long guitar solo that there ends the song.
0: Yeah. And I guess... Maybe for the song, you know, here he's talking about this lover who's left him and the seriousness of trying to scour the whole world to find this person that's left him. And I think there's something a little bit self-serious about the guitar. In fact, it, that's sort of part of why it may have faded from popularity was that, I think a lot of criticism was that it became such a navel-gazy kind of mm-hmm. instrument, literally watching your navel play these guitar solos. <laughs> perhaps. And I guess this song overall made me think about, like, why the guitar? And how did it develop that connotation? And very briefly, I think it'd be valuable to think about how over different areas, the guitar has stood for really different symbols in popular music and popular culture. Hmm. So if we go back to the beginning of the electric guitar, it actually comes from Hawaii. I did not know that. There were people who were sort of experimenting with electronics and guitars in the 20s or so. But in the 30s, the first production electric guitar was called the frying pan guitar. Hmm. And it was a device that was used to fry eggs. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was like lap steel guitar. It was the style of playing a guitar where you put it on your lap and you play it with this funny metal bar and it's the sound of Hawaiian music. Yeah, And this sound became the most popular thing in America. For a long time, the lap steel guitar and this sort of fetishization of Hawaiian culture there's so many touchstones as to why the opening of the Panama Canal yeah. certainly people post World War II having spent time in the Pacific <laughs> but the guitar sort of stood in as like Hawaiian tropical fetishized paradise Right, and you can hear it in so much music, so much country music so much rock and roll music one of my favorite tracks is Sleepwalk by Santo and Johnny You just feel like you're sleepwalking on the beach with a Mai Tai in Mm -hmm. hand. That's, I think, what it's intending to do.
2: Another loping 6'8 meter there. Very
0: cool. That was sort of one symbol of the guitar. In the middle of the 20th century, artists like Sister Rosetta Tharp and Chuck Berry popularized the sound of the electric guitar. Really the sort of pivotal moment that transformed it into... What it's known as today is when Buddy Holly was seen playing a Stratocaster. Hmm. This name of a guitar, Strata, Stratosphere, Stratocaster, huh. that was supposed to look like a Jetson-era futuristic device, and it had the sound of rock and roll built into it, and it became the signifier for all youth music, adolescence,
2: angst. Right. Rebellion, distortion, yeah. Here's Buddy Holly's... That'll Be The Day. That'll Be The Day When you say goodbye, that'll be
0: the day. And that launched just decades and decades of guitar-based music where youth, adolescents were inherently connected to mainstream popular music, to the guitar. They almost felt inseparable. Mm. That probably got out of hand in the 1980s when there's lots of hair metal and so on. And there's a lot of reasons why uh, the guitar went through different f- fads and phases. One of my favorite summaries, though, is from the band LCD Sound System on their song Losing My Edge. I hear you're buying a synthesizer.
2: Do you know that one? (laughs) No, I've never heard
0: that. I love it. I mean, it just sort of points to the fact that all things in culture can go through a hype cycle of being faddish, uh, go out of vogue and come back into vogue and adapt different meanings. And the guitar is definitely an instrument that has done just this in so many different eras. It has stood for so many different things, Hmm. which makes me wonder, what are we pointing to
2: today?
0: But don't listen to it. Allergies suck, but a good nasal spray makes all the difference. I personally learned that I suffer from adult onset allergies and it's a real bummer, but a good allergy med makes all the difference for my ability to go out in the springtime to smell magnolias, my favorite flower. If you also want relief quickly to get back to breathing in the spring air, you can try Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. And it starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Use is directed for relief, nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Another track that caught my ear was Five Seconds of Summer's No Shame. So here it starts with a similar arpeggiated guitar line, heavy with effects, just like we've heard in so many other songs. Yeah, totally. Right? It's like, okay, I get it. This is the thing. You want to write a pop song, this is what you got to do. Yeah. But like Joji, 5 Seconds of Summer takes this guitar-based intro line and expands upon it. When Mm. we get into the chorus of the song, we point to lots of other interesting references. And I think there's a reason why we need guitar-based music to be able to say what they want to say. I like this jack. Yeah. yeah. I actually really dug this lyric. So it's a little bit buried because it's such a heavy rock sort of feel, yeah. but he says, I only light up when cameras are flashing, never enough, and no satisfaction, <laughs> got no shame. You know, it goes on to say things like changing my face and calling it fashion, got no shame. I love the way you're screaming my name.
2: Yeah. Cool. Very uh naked kind of lyric here. Yeah, and maybe think- a reference to the Rolling Stones. Oh, really? What's that? Got no satisfaction. Oh yeah. <laughs> no satisfaction
0: That's funny. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Perhaps. But here, I think what we're getting is a interesting commentary on contemporary influencer culture. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Right? I'm like, Okay. I'm only letting up when ca- cameras are flashing. And I think it's a criticism of people being authentic in the way that they're presenting themselves. So, if that's what's going on in the song, then I was trying to answer the question of, like, why guitar based music? Sure. And for me, I'm hearing like a 90s grunge aesthetic, which was really, in many ways, a response to the over the top, unnecessary excess and self oriented materialism of the 1980s, a music that was also called. Alternative,
2: right? When
0: alternative might have meant something, not a genre in of itself.
2: So, in a song about the perils of social media fame, the guitar links us back to the grunge of acts like Nirvana and Soundgarden, and promises this alternative, uh, other path that you can take.
0: Yeah. Exactly. In fact, I think we can hear things akin to Nirvana's Come As You Are.
2: Okay. There's that same
0: chorus and guitar.
2: Yeah. Okay, so that's Nirvana. Hit me with the beginning of uh, No Shame again. Very similar,
0: yeah. So kind of interesting, similar sound. And if we could just get a, a moment of... Kurt Cobain yeah I think somewhat similar social commentary on like who are you presenting yourself Mm -hmm. as come as you are or are you coming as I want you to be they feel like they're in the same lyrical universe sort of take off your mask and
2: reveal yourself. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, I get why they're making this grunge reference. When I was first thinking about like, why are we hearing this guitar sound? Yeah. I also maybe cynically was like, well, we've dug on every other era. Like, okay. Amy Winehouse gave us the 1960s. There's literally a band called the 1975. <laughs> 80s synths are all over Kylie's records and Bruno Mars has revitalized New Jack Swing from the 1990s. So, well, what's left? Grunge.
2: We're going to mine every <laughs> bit of 20th century musical detritus. Right. Yeah. But honestly, the more I dug into the Five
0: Seconds of Summer song, I think that it, it holds up both as contemporary social commentary as well as uh, an appropriate reference to music that was trying to share similar qualities. So uh, I don't know. I think I, it's working for me. Yeah. All right. I got one more song. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. Yeah. This is Halsey's new track. Experiment On Me. It's from the uh, Birds of Prey soundtrack. This okay. This is the film that came out. Harley Quinn, the Batman anti-hero. Anyways, check out Experiment it's On...
2: A, wait, wait. Just before you start, I'm guessing it's a love song from the perspective of Frankenstein's monster?
0: Yeah. Sure. Kind of. Close. Okay, Why a, not? A stab in the dark. All right.
2: let this <laughs> let's, let's listen. I'm pretty like a car crash, ugly as a You really want to try it? Wow. Headbanging Halsey. Very cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, just not what i had expected from the sort of much more laid back and uh you know east side kind of feel that we'd heard from here last year
2: so this is cool i I appreciate what you're doing here because you've brought us three examples of the guitar kind of surging back into the textures of pop but each of them is very different it's like the joji guitar is this like soaring kind of classic rock sound
0: the metallica reference is from 1991 which is kind of
2: surprising. Right. Yeah. Well, okay, so there he has a double reference. Yeah, there, yeah, yeah. Because sure, right. I would say the guitar solo is different from the opening Metallica reference.
0: Metallica would have guitar solos as well, but certainly it's pointing to a longer tradition back into the 1960s and 70s. Yeah.
2: Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for the correction. And then we move to... Five Seconds of Summer. With this 90s grunge reference. Yeah. And then Halsey gives us more of a, what? more of a, just like an angular driving kind of heavy metal sound, I guess. Well, is we, it bad? Are we back to Metallica? We're not, Have no. we never
0: left the 90s? <laughs> you know, I think there's a couple of references that I hear in here. One would be Rage Against the Machine. Cool. Especially if we played the outro of Halsey's track. We can hear similar kind of tones in "Bulls on Parade" by Rage, or you could even go as far to listen to the new metal band Limp Biscuit and their track "Break Stuff."
2: And we should, because any opportunity to get Limp Biscuit into
0: the discussion. (laughs) So this is like post-grunge into new metal kind of territory, a music that was wildly popular for a handful of years in the late 90s before fading in its self-seriousness. But also, I think, for its hyper-masculinity and a genre that, I think, for those reasons, perhaps needed some disruption. Hmm. It's exactly why I like the Halsey song. Check out what she says in The Bridge. Okay.
1: Lock up your sons, make way for the daughters. You'll be the lamb we'll be the slaughter. You burnt the witches, and you're defenseless. Who needs a Y with this many X's? Lock up your sons, make
0: way for You burnt the witches, now you're defenseless. Who needs a Y with this many X's? <laughs> so we're talking about chromosomes here, and I think this is, I mean, you sort of said Frankenstein's monster. This would be like the bride of Frankenstein's monster, I guess. And, um, and she's basically like claiming a matriarchy, right? She's like just using these sounds of the hyper-masculine, new metal territory, but saying, hey, you burnt all the witches and we are going to rise up and we don't need <laughs> this many exes.
2: That's pretty sick. I like it. And I'm sure there's a deeper tradition of feminist reclamation of those sounds that we might not be aware yeah, of. Yeah, right, right. But in, it's terms of cool what hap- to see. in terms of what
0: was happening on the on the top 100 in that yeah. in that world, there were it was not a lot.
2: Good for Halsey. All right. Yeah. So why the guitar? This like
0: ever-changing symbol, a look back to the 90s. Is this just retro? I don't think so. I mean, for me, I really like the way in which you can take an older sound, something which in many ways is just so deeply reified, a symbol which recurs and recurs and occurs and played in the right way can really elevate the meaning of the song. Hmm. And in these three cases, I think they do a really good job at that. They bring some sounds back that I haven't heard for a while, but recontextualize them with a lyric that they feel like they match perfectly with.
2: You've kind of opened my ears to this phenomenon that I think was experiencing, but wasn't like naming or aware of. So I'm really pumped to keep listening for other appearances of the guitar. And like you're saying, kind of to think about, okay, what does each of these mean? Because it's not like the guitar doesn't signify one thing. This is like this instrument with a long history. So every time we hear it, it might mean something different. I'm gonna keep my ears open. Do you want more of like <laughs> or more like uh I'm definitely more of the latter. Power oh. power palm muted power chords. Wow. All, day.
0: all right. We'll yeah. <laughs> see what we're gonna
2: get. Switched on Pop is produced by me, Charlie Harding. I me, Nate Sloan. Brandon McFarland is our editor and engineer. Megan Lubin and Bridget Armstrong are producers. Nishat Kurwa and Liz Nelson, executive producers. Abby Barr, social media manager extraordinaire. And Iris Gottlieb is our fearless illustrator. We're a production of the Vox Media Podcast Network. I want to throw to one special thing
0: today, a little recommendation. We were recently on Sam Sanders' show, It's Been a Minute, on NPR, uh, talking about our recent book. We do a really fun analysis of MIA's paper planes and its interrelationship to immigration. And uh, Nate tries to convince Sam that he should like Drake. Yeah. See it's how a that fun, turns out. It's a yeah. fun,
2: Sam is, I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's the most music nerdy of all the NPR hosts. So he's a great person to talk that. to. We that,
0: Yeah. In addition, if you want to get in touch with us, we love to hear recommendations on social media. We are at pop on Instagram and Twitter. We'll be back again in another week with another episode. And until then, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. One final shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. You know what's a terrible question? What's your favorite part of having nasal allergies? I don't know. Absolutely nothing. Luckily, you might be able to find some relief with Astapro. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. And It starts working in just 30 minutes. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to Astaproallergy.com for a discount. That's Astaproallergy.com. Use this directive for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies.